everyone, and welcome to the 45th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Liam Land. So the Olympics just wrapped, but can we talk about that opening ceremony? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, there, there was some uh, lead up to the fact that there was going to be Dragon Quest music at the opening ceremony, um, because I think uh, sometime around July 4th, um, it leaked that some uh, otaku in Japan had heard uh, the Dragon Quest theme coming from the Olympic Stadium. Um, so there was some buzz around that it was going to be uh, something going on. And then uh, the night of the opening ceremony, much of us uh, waited uh, watching the TV with bated breath. And and all of a sudden, you just hear it. You just hear those 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 first opening notes. The dun, 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 dun. And then there's a, a little bit of a, a, a pause. Um, and and so that was just a teaser. And then all of a sudden, it just once they start introducing the athletes, uh, starting with Greece, um, the Dragon Quest theme is the very first theme that they played, uh, which is amazing. And they did a whole montage of other games, including, um, you know, I was here in uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, I heard Chrono Trigger at one point. Uh, even games like Sonic the Hedgehog made it in there. So you could sort of tell that Square. Uh, both Square Enix and Sega had a deal uh, with the Olympics, um, and there were there were just lots of different themes. And then at the very very end of the introduction to the athletes, which took about I'll say it was like two hours. Oh yeah, uh, for all those nations to parade through, it's a long one. Yeah, it it was. I think it might actually have been longer, like two 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 and a half hours or so. Uh, then the closing music was also Dragon Quest, which was uh, amazing. That like they honored the game. Was it playing so when the much. guy was like walking up the stairs to light the fire? Is that no? It was like it was at the. Correctly. I don't think so. I think it was just at the After end. The where they were like lit. welcome. Yeah, yeah. They're like welcome athletes. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember exact timing of the flame or not. But uh, but Pendy was uh, was. Uh, it was awesome because we were we were trying to find this feed because the feed is different uh, between NBC's feed and the one in Japan that I saw. Yeah, the um, American NBC one cut to commercial, and when they came, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's about as American as you can get. Yeah, you know, they, there we go. they went to commercial, and then you know, <laughs> as they come back, the Greek athletes are already walking in. And, oh, did you know, they skip part of the Dragon Quest theme? I, I believe so. Yeah, you missed part of it. I mean, you hear you you know you're maybe five, ten, fifteen seconds into it or something, but okay. so you can uh, you can obviously tell. But uh -huh. no, it's you you miss those bars at the beginning. Like you said, they had a beginning and then they paused. But I never saw oh, that. I just I, gotcha. I actually yeah. the Greek athletes were already like walking, and I was like, well, I know the music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so the the whole thing is available on uh, what was it archive.org. Um, we can we can find that. We'll link to that to the show notes, courtesy of uh, of Slime Time Zone. Uh, Mr. Sean Pendergast uh, was able to dig that up um, the Japanese feed. So if you uh, haven't seen that uh, and you want to sift through uh, two and a half hours of intro <laughs> for, for the music. Oh, that was 40, and the whole intro was 45 minutes into the whole program. So Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just skip, skip 45 minutes in if you don't want to see uh, a lot of uh, interpretive dance. Um, <laughs> it's not the special kind of ballet that we talked about on the, uh, on the ballet episode, but there is some of that. Um, all right, so uh, let's get to uh, uh, let's get to know our guests. Yes, they uh, they, they put forth uh, quite a few uh, gold medal performances of themselves. That's we've a nice got transition. there. You go. How you like that? I, I, I was trying to form that in my head, and it didn't come out perfectly. But oh, uh, good I, enough. I'll give myself a nine four for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
We've got returning with us tonight. We've got uh, translator extraordinaire Z6N4. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. And we got someone who you brought in and kickstarted a project and got you going again and helped you out with uh, the game we're going to be talking about tonight. We've got Dominic. Hi. Welcome, Dominic. Thanks. Yeah, it's nice to be here. So, uh, so Z6N4, we talked to, with you uh, about one pandemic ago, uh, back in December 2019. But if you'd like to chime in on any of these, uh, feel free. Yeah, we'll uh, get to Dragon Quest Monsters 2, Kobe and Tara's marvelous, mysterious key in a minute. But we do want to get to know Dominic a bit better. We'll ask him uh, some of our normal intro questions. Uh, if anything's changed for you, Z6, feel free to jump in. <laughs> okay. So, Do Dominic, uh, I, I feel I already know this one, but uh, <laughs> what's with you? I got your username off the, uh, what is it, the uh, Discord server that y'all have with this uh, translation that you announced it on. But what's with your username? Yeah, the, the username there is just my, my first name. Okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah. How did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> it was given by my parents. <laughs> Yeah, but probably the username that's more relevant is the username I use on the forum, I guess. It's like the H73, at least that's how most English people pronounce it. And that's what you find me in all other places. Okay. If you do. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, do you have other lurk around with other usernames? So there you go. Yeah. Cool. So how did you originally get into the Dragon Quest series? Ooh, um, the first game I played was Dragon Quest Nine. Which may sound weird because all no, of you started like with Dragon Quest one or two, but I started with nine, and I don't remember much, honestly. But I do remember when uh, Joker two was announced that I was were very hyped for it, and I pre-ordered it, and I played that a lot, like a lot, and uh, with a friend, and it was just great. So that's probably how I got into Dragon Quest, but. Since then, not very ga very many games came out in Europe, or, or did, I don't know. Then like, Dragon Quest XI came out, but I never played it until three months ago, I guess. Then I, I bought it and it's great. Yeah, so these yeah. are the Dragon Quest games I played. Okay, so out of those, uh, oh, I'm jumping ahead, but oh, maybe I don't even have this in there. What what are what do you, what do you consider the best game that you played out of all the ones? Or probably Dragon Quest Eleven because it had just such a long story and so many uh, twists in it that you uh, had, couldn't predict. And because at the at the beginning, uh, spoiling a bit here, but at the beginning you just built up your team and then right in the middle you're just alone again, <laughs> and that was so much fun. So I guess that was like the best game. Mm -hmm. like, when I think of other games for the Switch, like the Switch had very many very great games like Super Mario Odyssey, probably the greatest Super Mario game. And I feel like Dragon Quest XI is the same for the Dragon Quest series. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've played them all and I've unapologetically come to the conclusion that in my head, yeah, it's not recency bias. It really isn't. But Dragon Quest XI <laughs> has it all like. That's amazing. You know, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> what, recency bias? <laughs> yeah, I like recency bias. That's awesome. 
<laughs> well, I love I love recency bias too because I just learned about it. Um, it was pretty meta for you. But I mean, yeah, Liam and I've talked in the past, like, you know, we love four as our favorite classic and, you know, five's got the good story and nine's got all the online or, you know, kind of that you could do locally online with people. Um, but no, I just find that, you know, sitting back from it all, you know, 11, definitely, definitely my yeah. favorite, too. And uh, do, do you have any favorite uh, characters? from 11 mm, i don't know i feel like the story forced you to like all of them because at some <laughs> point you had had to play with every single one um when when in in the first part where i just got new team members i just played with before you had from the beginning because mm -hmm. i felt bad for them to switch out <laughs> <laughs> but but later i did because you had parts in the story for every character and you like learned why they are following this mm -hmm. this hero and yeah i, I kind of like all of them really cool. yeah do, do you have any favorite monsters in the series yeah for sure for sure i do like slimes in general they're they're like really cool i mean everyone does probably <laughs> and oh yes <laughs> yeah and like the slime stack is one of my favorites and i remember when um, Joker 2 came out and you pre-ordered it, you got like a little plastic figure of Slime Stack. I don't know if you had this as well. That sounds familiar. That seems like a GameStop thing that I picked up for mm, pre-ordering or something. If I bought it hmm. from GameStop, I'm not sure. But I remember I had this uh, figure a long time on my desk. And <laughs> so I looked at it every day and so it <laughs> probably became my favorite monster that way. Yeah. yeah and right. other than, than slimes, um, the the dragons like Xenlon, I really do like them. And in when I played uh, Terry's Wonderland, um, this was the first two-sized monster I, I went for. Not not Scanlon, but the, the blue one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, so, probably a lot more monsters that are just pretty cool. <laughs> you mentioned everybody loves slimes. Yeah. Both my kids are like way into Dragon Quest like me. They've it, And actually the game we're going to talk about tonight, I'll talk about that more later too, how mm -hmm. that's helped so much. But um, driving them to school and driving them to camp every morning, um, they'll usually play, hey, let's play guess that Dragon Quest person mm -hmm. or monster. We used to do this with Pokemon for a long time. And it's it, it's gotten to the point where we don't even have to ask the first question. Are you talking about a person or a monster? They're always thinking of a monster. And <laughs> nine out of ten times, it's always in the slime family. And mm -hmm. you brought up slime stack. I swear my older son has fooled me so many times. Like, I'll be like, is it like a normal slime? And he's like, nope. I'm like, okay, you know, does it have a hat? Does it have a something on it? Is it just all slime? And he's like, no, it's all slime. And I'll get stumped for a while. And he's like, well, it's a one slot. And I'm like, well, how many eyes does it have? And he's like, six. And I'm like, I don't know any six-eyed slime monster. What the heck? And I would say at least up. three times this summer, he's gotten me nailed with the slime. I'm like, ah, the slime stack. No, you know. Uh, <laughs> yep. And it never, it doesn't stick. <laughs> six eyes, I can't I can't get that one stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, you, you imagine it differently. You don't imagine three slimes stacked on top. You imagine one slime with too many eyes exactly yeah i mean he's he's perfectly right in what he's saying but yeah it's not what i'm envisioning <laughs> <laughs> all right so out of your the dragon quest games that you've played um what are your say, favorite mechanics that you've liked uh either is it job classes monster collecting casinos what are some things across the games that you really enjoy mm, the casinos I, I mean in dragon quest 11 is probably the only game that i remember going to the casino but it mm. was 
two months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that, but I had a lot of fun doing it. It's it's better than a normal casino because you actually do win. <laughs> yes. I just did it like early on in the game, as early as I could to get the better weapons. <laughs> and I probably always do this when there's something luck-based. Like for example, in um, Octopath Traveler, you can like steal the weapons from some people. Oh, yes. And they had like 2% probability. <laughs> I always reset for that <laughs> so that I get this and the same for the casinos in the games. So those are fun, yeah. You, you mentioned job classes as well. I don't think I use them. I, I mean, they were in Dragon Quest Nine, right? Yes. But mm, I can't remember that I that I use them. I don't know even if I finished the game. I should probably boot up my old save file and look. <laughs> so Liam, Dragon Quest Nine didn't have a casino, right? Isn't that like the only no, game that doesn't? No, no it oh, didn't. really. The only game that doesn't. Well, I mean, some of the early ones didn't. They first yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, they first had the casino uh, starting with four, mm-hmm. um, and then. Yeah, they had they had some other mini games in some of the earlier ones. I think the first mini game was in the second one, which was uh, Tombola. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they added some stuff to the remake for three. Oh, uh, speaking of which, you mentioned Octopath Traveler. Did you see the the news from the thirty fifth anniversary uh, that they're coming out with the uh, a remake of three in two uh, D HD that's going to kind of emulate that Octopath Traveler style? Mm, I, I've seen the announcement, but yeah, I the... did not remember. I remember that they like announced a, a sequel to Octopath Traveler. Is, is that the game? No. No, no. Um, that's that's going to be separate, but but this yeah. is uh, stylized uh, like that. Um, so mm-hmm. if you like Dr. Traveler... I should Traveler, probably try that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, we're eagerly anticipating the release of that one, and hopefully yeah. we'll get it here in, in the U.S. But uh, And in Europe. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I meant yeah. <laughs> outside of Japan. <laughs> Yeah, then other mechanics. I like like the forging. I I did a lot of forging in Dragon Quest Eleven to to get like the uh, best results. You know, I I don't okay. know how the forge is called in 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 English. No, no, that's right. It's the fun yeah. size forger. The, the fun yeah, size forge. Interesting. Yeah. So I like that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, nine had a lot of alchemy too, but I, I think eleven with the actual being able to like pick where you hit it and. Do mm. other stuff. That that was pretty cool. That it was gave fun, more yeah. than just throwing everything in a pot. And <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depended on how good you were at the forge. You might have really hated that mechanic. That yeah. All of a sudden, it was a mini game and not just a throw it all in the pot and it works. Yeah, yeah I remember that I retried a lot, uh, a lot of times to get the best result, and yeah. I probably wasted too many hours just resetting the game and it yeah. takes it takes an eternity to to reload right right because the fun size forge they they kind of anticipate that you're going to try and you're going to try and do that like try to uh you know save state it basically and uh yeah, so yeah. when you load the game back up the, the fun size forge is like overheating and you have to wait for it to 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 be normal again so you could use it but i don't know the timing on that but i think it was it overheated it never did. Yeah, there, if you if you restart it, it's like that, it's kind of like boiling over the, or whatever. I, did they continue that in the S version? I don't I think so. No, I don't know. I, I could reset all the time, just like close oh, the game, just use it right away. again, yeah, use it right away. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, that's awesome. Maybe that's like with uh, Dragon Quest Eight when they remade it. You didn't have to wait for the pot to work all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe they're just like, oh, okay, all right, that was annoying. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do it anyway. We'll just let you do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, have you ever worked on any video game translations before the game we're here to talk about, Dragon Quest Monsters Two? No, I didn't, and I didn't even know 
that people did fan translations. So I, I just came across this and then I tried to do it myself, but I have never heard of fan translations before. Well, we're glad you stumbled into it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so let's get talking about uh, the game and the project that uh, got me interested to get you guys on here. Um, Z6N4, when we last talked to you in December 2019, remind us, where were you with this project? Sorry, I was trying to unmute. I was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck. I was completely... Uh, I hit a dead end and I could not get past it. So this is an old project and, you know, I, I've been doing these for a little bit. I mean, the first one I ever did goes back to Dragon Quest three remake. And I was kind of laughing when you mentioned the switch one, it's like, I will play all of them if they would give that treatment to one through six, but like how many times are they going to remake these games? So here we are again, <laughs> you know, more remakes that they're not releasing. And I I'm just seeing all of them on the 3ds. And this was, this was before seven was even out. So I start digging into all these games. And what I find out is majority of them use similar, um, you know, encryption frameworks kinds of things where as we peel the layers of the onion back and, but every, everyone was a little bit different. So I tackled them in the order that I was interested in them. I looked at this one really early on because it was, it was basically uh, structurally the same as Terry's Wonderland. So like I looked at this, I want to say in like 2016, maybe even before, um, put it off until I finished Joker three and I picked it back up and I just got to this point where we could not figure out how to display more than 48 English characters on, uh, in a dialogue box on screen. And it just, I, I mean, I guess that limitation makes sense when it comes to Japanese, but you know, when, when you go from Japanese to English, that is the number is seriously going to inflate and that's. That's where we were stuck. A lot of people were, were hassling me saying, just, you know, just release it, release a menu translation. We had a complete script translation done because I basically said to the team working on it at the time, it was a very small team, just keep going. Like we will get through this. There's a lot of work to do here. I'd rather just get all that stuff done because the technical mm -hmm. hurdles are not usually like you can, you can overcome all of those and then you still have, you know, a gigantic script to translate. So let's knock that out. <laughs> and uh and we did we did but um in 2019 i don't think we were completely done with that we were still kind of working on that behind the scenes with uh, the hope that we would overcome that technical hurdle so how did you guys overcome it what 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 did it well i i think most of most of this credit goes to one person who's not on the call but um so we wrapped the script up and i was kind of frustrated because we couldn't figure it out and i'm like i can't i can't release it like this um there's a lot of qa that would go into it after the fact to you know make sure everything lines up because we were just kind of translating um a script dump out to a computer it's a lot different to experience that in game so i, I was just kind of really patient i was skimming the forums and um I don't know. I would occasionally people would hit me up on uh, Discord and be like, "Oh, hey, somebody's working on it. You should reach out to them." And I can't tell you how many times it was a dead end. I started to really just lose faith that uh, somebody was going to surface to help me, and I was operating alone on it at this point. So, like, you know, it's it's really difficult um, in the coding world, and I'm sure Dominic is familiar with this since he's a developer as well. Uh, you know, you usually you can Google a problem and somebody has run into it. But I, I couldn't exactly Google 
how to uh, extend the script length output rendering or whatever you want to call it in Dragon Quest Monsters 2 because nobody else is tackling this problem. <laughs> Fairly unique problem. So um, so I get another one of these messages and I think I was like, I saw it on my phone. I was visiting my in-laws. Uh, I was like, you know, falling asleep. We ate some giant meal, I'm sure, when I was down there. And I see, I see this on my phone and I'm like, and this is when I find Dominic's post. And I'm like, holy crap, this guy got exactly to where I got it. <laughs> Nobody else has done that. And he did it by himself. And it seemed like he just like did it like overnight. Like, I don't know how long you had been working on it at that point, Dominic, but I just, it just like popped up and I was like, oh my God. So I reached out to him and um, there was another guy who had been posting on this thread uh, by posting. Um, I think he only posted like one or two times. His name, his username is Coal Mines. On Discord, he's Coalmines87, and uh, hopefully he doesn't mind me throwing him out there. But um, he lives in an area where we couldn't really have voice calls, video chats, any of that stuff. So uh, it was a lot of just you know different different time uh, time zones for all of us. So communication was extremely staggered. But he was like he was our guy for the really low level stuff because um, this this was the first hurdle. Like oh. Once we actually got in and we started testing, there were more, uh, kind of like I had run into in um, in Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3. But some of these were really difficult, and they would cause the game to lock up at various points. And we would just, you know, me and Dom and, and uh, Gerb and everybody else involved in this project would just plow through the things that we could do. And uh, we'd always hit one of these, and somebody would be like, oh, I, I ran into this. I'm like, just send it to Coleman. It's like, he's going to figure it out <laughs> in like two seconds. He's way smarter than I am. Um, I, I don't. I don't even understand how he was. He was doing this. I would have loved to take the time to learn from him, but we. We just. I guess it would have been. We were stuck until about November of 2020 when the three of us finally got together, and Dom and Colmines had kind of the te everything technical figured out. He had public. Re uh, Dom had public repos set up, so um, he was also starting to target. I saw in the project it was targeting multiple languages, not just English. And I was like, man, if I could just get my script into that and work with these guys, we're going to be where we want to be for this first release. So that's kind of when things, I would say, kicked off around October, November of 2020 again. That's awesome. Dominic, what what drew you to the trying this? Like you said, you just tried it on your own for a while. Yeah, mm, it's it's a long story, but I guess we have time for that. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. So... I, as I said before, I played Joker 2 and I loved it. And I remember years ago, I googled whether there was a sequel. So I just put in there Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3. And I found the game in Japanese. Yeah. So I waited. And then about one year ago, I just remembered that again. I googled again. And I found again that it was only, only released in Japan. Um, but I also found rumors about a, a seemingly new Dragon Quest game that should feature Eric and Mia. And I don't know if you heard those rumors as well, but there should be like news in the next weekly Jump magazine. So I only had to wait like five days and then I checked again, but the rumors seemed to be incorrect and was just some, some adverts for Dragon Quest XI-S. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I think the 35th anniversary had an announcement about a game called Dragon Quest Treasures. Is that what? It... No, we're. This would be way before that, just because oh, okay. you had any worked on it. But no, we. There's. Gosh, what is it? Was it 2018? They said they were working on the 
next monsters game about eric and mia yeah it, oh, it could that's be. right yeah it yeah. was it was at the end of 2018 and then and at the beginning be of 2020 they were like listen there's problems you're not going to hear about it again this year yeah and then it that's took all exactly the way to this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I found that and there was nothing that like seemed that they would put out a game, a new Dragon Quest Monsters game for Europe and the US. So I yeah, searched more and then I found the forum with the fan translations. So I found the Joker 3 fan translation and I looked into what I had to do. And the first step was like, heck, you're 3DS. <laughs> and I <laughs> wasn't sure if I want to do that as I haven't hacked any Nintendo console before. The only thing that I did was to install the custom, custom Mario Kart on the Wii, which is awesome, you should try. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I then did hack my 3DS and tried out Joker 3. And I was a bit disappointed that the game didn't feature the 3D effect. And I know many people don't like it, but I do. So I uh, remembered that there was another Dragon Quest Monsters game called Terry's Wonderland. And that had also a fan translation. And then I tried that one and it had a 3D effect. So I was very happy. And I decided to play it on, on vacation that year. But I also found that it was another game, this Iru and Lucas Magical Keys game. And I wondered why there was no fan translation for this game. And then there were like two or three posts in the forum from one person that figured out how to place a very, very low level uh, text in the game, like replacing a single word. Um, but that got me started to think I could maybe do the same thing. And uh, then I read uh, all those posts and tried to get the most out of them. And yeah, then I finally looked into the game files and um, was able to read the text. And then I tried to replace some of it. And I remember the first time I loaded up the game on my 3DS and there was a different text display than the Japanese one. That was really amazing. <laughs> and then from that point on, I started to uh, write code so I could yeah, um, more quickly replace the text. And that was basically how, I, how it started. And once I had that done, I thought I could give everybody what they wanted which was um, a menu translation, like very low level menus, monster names, skill names, and mm -hmm. nothing more. So I decided to do as much as I could. I wrote code to crawl monster name data from different wikis to put into the <laughs> game. And I uh, clicked into every menu dialogue I found in my first hours of uh, playing this game. And that's when I released version 0.1 and that's when I did my forum post. So that was like hmm, three to four weeks of work. And then I had this little bit done. Wow. And that's what uh, got Z6N4's attention, I guess. Correct. And <laughs> I was very surprised. I, I remember I was already on vacation when I posted it and I um, created an account for the forum like one week before. And mm -hmm. then I set everything up. I made the uh, GitHub public and I uh, started writing the forum posts. I made two simultaneously, one for the tool and one for the translation. 
and I then had everything set up and I was ready to send it out to the world and I clicked on uh, create thread and it just told me I wasn't allowed to post links or images. So because I was new to the forum, so I looked into how I could get this done because I really wanted to make a good post with images and not just saying I did it, try it out because so, no one would do it. How, how long did you have to wait in order for your trial membership to be over? <laughs> it's not about time. It's about the number of posts you do. You need to have oh, five okay. posts, but I didn't want to make like any, any spam posts spam. in there. So I looked into uh, messaging an, uh, an admin on there. But guess it, you can only message someone when you have five <laughs> posts. Yeah, great, great, I know. <laughs> so I just do a word, one word posts, like hi, post. Was this on, uh, post. Was this on GBA post. temp? Yes, yes, correct. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, so, but, but I found a way, and the way was to report yourself because then you could put in a custom message there that some of the admins will read. And I did exactly this. And then some hours later, I got a, a message from one of the admins and they said they given me like five posts uh, and that should be enough. So I tried again, but it didn't work. So I messaged them, thanks a lot for your time. <laughs> But it just didn't work. And then they tried out something else. I don't know. And then I posted it. And it wasn't much. Probably an hour later, I got the first post from uh, C6N4 on both my threads. And I was like, okay, that's the guy that did the other games. So that was kind of special. And I replied. And yeah, then everything started their way and yeah that's uh that's awesome that, that that's uh quite a gamble too if you report yourself you could have gotten banned <laughs> yes but somewhere i read that this is the way to do it yeah. if you want to message someone i, I did not come up with this myself <laughs> <laughs> that's a clever way around it like yeah definitely. it is yes <laughs> so um i'm assuming you've both played through this game I or at least you haven't or have no. you done it but now no I haven't done it, no. I but I I plan to do it when I go on vacation this year. Um, did you you actually you have played some of it though, right? Like just through testing processes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So on on like my own on my own save file, I played like four hours, which are the exact screenshots you can see in the old thread, mm -hmm. and it was in Japanese still with my phone using Google Translate to like figure out what I have to do because at the beginning you have like to 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 deliver a cake or something to, to some person so you needed to talk to specific NPCs in the right order so I yes. really had to I really had to know what was going on and so these four hours were mainly spent on on great lock and <laughs> then I got into the first keyword of the desert and I didn't do anything there so that's what I played but of course during testing, I got save files from other people that completed the game and I went to every location I could zoom to. And yeah, so I know basically all the places you have you, you there that there are in the game, but I don't know much of the story. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when we talked to uh, Z6N4 originally, uh, way back when in 2019, um, it, it was mentioned that the, the Kobe and Tara 
um, text was both kind of layered together. Um, so depending on which character you pick, uh, you have some you have some of the text. So there's a lot of repetition there. Did you find that uh, when you were when you're coding as well? And and how do you uh, how how did you decipher um, which character mm -hmm. you were you were you were translating? Yeah. So there are two basic types of text files in the game and they do have different encodings so the ones that i figured out initially were the ones for menus where you have menu text some dialogues you have some messages with npcs but mainly monster names and some similar things and the other type is the more complex script type and this is the only type of file that actually features kobe and tara's text and this is the file type that I figured out much later with the help of, of call mines. I didn't do it uh, initially. So when I found that out, I already, I, I believe I already uh, worked with uh, C6 and 4. So yeah, I, I knew that there was text in there for both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but it was, it was like funny because you had uh, one single line per text box basically and you for for Kobe and Terra text you had both text in the same line with just a separation byte in there so that was kind of uh, a special case I had to figure out and put in the software that was a bit annoying but wasn't too bad yeah Cool. Was there I a lot of overlaps? I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I wish I had you guys find that for me well, before I had to discover that one on my own. It, <laughs> it's um, it's like you said, there's script files. So like I, I would always refer to them as the dialogue files because that's really where the meat of the content lives. And when you think of a script for a movie or a play or, you know, book, like whatever it is, it's it's very sequential. You don't, for whatever reason, and I had never actually run into this in a, in a game where um, the main dialogue was different depending on the main character that you picked, which again, it makes sense because it's a little boy or a little girl's perspective. So, uh, you know, when they're talking to their parents, there will be different dialogue in there. It's not just a swap out for whatever you decide to name your main character. It's completely different context. They'll have different conversations with certain people, but not everybody. When they both go to the weapon shop, it's going to be the same thing. But when they both talk to their dad, it'll be different. So it wasn't, it wasn't like every single line. Like there were, there were like gender neutral blocks, I should say, or character neutral blocks. And then there would be ones where they each had a line, but sometimes they were very lazy. And I don't know if they like the way they coded this up, they intended certain blocks to be very different, but they, the differences would be so, so insignificant. I'm like, why did they even bother for this line? Or they would actually be identical at some point. And it, it might've just been after the coding was done, maybe, maybe when they originally compiled the game and shipped it, they said, um, they had like accidentally left it as a split block instead of a single block of dialogue. And it ended up being the same line by the time they finished. I have no idea, but I ran into a bunch of those. I knew um, as soon as I discovered that, I was like, oh my God, uh, QA for this before we roll it out and testing is going to be a nightmare. Oh, sure. It's just so, not what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's double the, you can't just yeah. go through and try everything once with one character. Everything gets doubled. Yep. Oh, man. So how long... <laughs> I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and I remember I messaged you when you actually released it because you went public with the translation um, like around 6 or 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Thursday, April 1st. Yes. And I, I got the notification from Discord that 
you had posted in your announcements area. And my first thought was, ah, April Fools. Yes. So why did we do that? that. <laughs> <laughs> so why did we do that? So I've had a couple of releases that I felt were in our our control and coincidentally a lot of the releases wrap towards the end of the year so um when we, i remember releasing terry's wonderland 3d and it was like i think it was october time frame mm-hmm. um I, I think it was i honestly don't fully remember um but it wasn't like it wasn't special it wasn't like a special day like it was a special moment because we achieved that we rolled it out uh, and it was really cool and people were excited, but like it just showed up in October. So when we rolled out the next one, um, Joker three took a while and there were, you know, there, there were different points. I could have called it done. I remember thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I could ship this out around October? And I mm-hmm. reached October and I was like, you know, there are still large segments of this game that I have not gone through testing on, uh, like some side quest pieces. I had done the whole story at that point, but um, there was just so much extra stuff I hadn't gotten through. And I was like, you know what, let's make this one special and roll this out towards Christmas because people will have time off, you know, kids, teachers, anybody that's that actually gets a large amount of time off for the holidays there. Uh, would be able to enjoy it. And I'm like, this, it just feels like the right time to release it because um, anyone who's been waiting for it will actually get time to sink into it. Mm-hmm. You know, as, a, as an adult now with a gamer that has a busy schedule and a million hobbies and kids and all kinds of stuff, it's, I hate when a game drops on a Monday or a Tuesday or, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't comply to my schedule. They don't know that all, you know, I could be traveling who knows. So I, I figured let's put it out there on a holiday. So why did we do this? Because I missed the holiday deadline for it. And I, I knew I had a full script, but I didn't realize how many other problems we were going to run into. And I also didn't, I was not excited for this game in particular. I played it on the game boy back in the day. But I didn't have, you know, I mean, it's a whole different experience. So I didn't have like, I didn't have any definitive memories from it. Um, the first one I did because it was like a rival for Pokemon and I liked the Dragon Quest world. So it was a cool feeling back then. But I didn't have any fond memories of this game. Once um, once I started playing it, I was like, oh my God, they made this so much bigger. And it was like, like the open world areas that you kind of, I'll call them open world that you would get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way different from what I remembered with Terry's uh, wonderland, obviously, which was, you know, floors. Um, I forget yeah, what randomly that's called. Generated dungeons yeah. Just going down, down, down. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing special about that game, looking back on it is the fact that it was the dragon quest world, the monsters, Terry from another game. And it's just, it was cool to see them string things together, but it was just like a big random dungeon tournament game. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. This was a legitimate game. And when I played Joker three, I remember thinking, wow, this is so cool. How in Joker three, they had like the expansive worlds, right? So like, um, oh, yeah. that just I didn't know they were going to do that with the remake of this game. And I, I don't even remember if that's how the original one was, but I do just remember it was like panel by panel, like the original dragon quest monsters where you'd read reach the edge of the panel and then the screen would slide over right Mm -hmm. so that's i think that's what i remembered and i wasn't expecting this so once i got in here and i started testing it i was just like there's no way i'm gonna hit the holiday for this there's just no way (laughs) with two characters there's no way at all so i got through one and then i had to do the other one and um i i i don't want to say i rushed it but i was like i literally am at my wits end here because 
on the previous translation projects, uh, my jobs weren't as stressful at the time or as busy. Uh, my daughter was younger. Um, things were just easier for me personally. And I had, I had so much less time when we picked this one up. So I was just like all in like many sleepless nights. My wife was probably getting tired of me. Like just, she's like, take a break, right? Like <laughs> you need to slow down. And I'm like, no, like I'm going to finish this. Okay. The more breaks I take, the longer this is going to take. So I would just work on this every day and I would make sure I'd get so many hours into this and, um, realized as I was nearing the end, the only special time that was coming up was, uh, wherever people celebrated at Easter. And mm -hmm. some, I knew some people had extended weekends. I did not. I knew that, you know, people had longer weekends and I was like, let's just get it out on Thursday because people have off Friday and Monday potentially, and they'll be able to pull this down tonight and enjoy it over the long weekend. So that's all oh, that is true. Yeah. It was Easter weekend. You're right. It was just really uh, coincidental, unfortunate, stupid timing, whatever you want to call it, because <laughs> no, I did not receive a single met. Like nobody believed me when I put it out there. And we all, we all talked about this and I talked about it with coal mines and Gerb and Dom and, you know, they're like, like everybody's on a slightly in a slightly different part of the world and time zone. So I was like, some, somebody's going to believe it. I mean, I like, <laughs> it's not April fools for everybody. <laughs> But that's that's kind of that's kind of the intent there. Um, if we would have finished it in June, then it just would have come out whenever, I'm sure, because there's not a lot of holidays in June that you get long mm -hmm. weekends for. That's pretty awesome. No, I know uh, th this prompted me. Let's see. I was I spent a good chunk of my evening, probably the whole darn thing from <laughs> like 8 p.m. to midnight on April 2nd, hacking my 3DS. Um <laughs> And then uh, a couple weeks later, hacking my sons because he saw me playing this. And really, he's on uh, like during the pandemic, I got him into more gaming, like being able to play certain games on his own. And it really wasn't until um, oh, what day was it? Speaking of, you know, holiday. Oh, Veterans Day here in the United States, November 11th last year. Uh, he had off with his school, but I. Our school, my school was in session. They always did a huge Veterans Day ceremony at our school, and we didn't get off. So I had to take it off to stay home with him. And I had bought the new Pokemon Sun and Moon with the DLC included on the cart and sat down and, like, sat there and played with him for, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, he started getting frustrated, like, he wasn't strong enough. So I was like, well, you got to build up levels and whatever. Like, we had played Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pokemon, or Let's Go Pikachu over the summer last year. But it was two versus one on that since we were playing side by side, and that was easy. But all of a sudden, between, like, uh, the day he got it and spring break, like, April last year, he put, like, 150 hours <laughs> as a seven-year-old into this. And, I mean he just went so deep into Pokemon and everything. And once he started seeing me play on my 3DS again, he's like, wow, you haven't played on that in a couple of years, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, well, a new Dragon Quest Monsters game came out. And he remembers vaguely like three years ago when I played through uh, Terry's Wonderland and Joker 3. Uh, but I did that on the PC. So, you know, it was kind of mostly at night when he was in bed anyway. And so he spent a long time over my shoulder watching for a couple of weeks. And then he's like, oh, I want to play, too. And I'm like, well, I got another 3DS that you have routinely rejected ever playing on. And I think he may be nearing 80 or 90 hours now 
on Dragon Quest Monsters too. He loves it. That's pretty and, nuts. I mean, like time wise for me, I you know you asked Dom about the QA or I call it QA, the testing aspect of it. Um, I think I spent about two hundred hours with Kobe, and then I spent a little under a hundred with Terra because. Um, at least the second playthrough, there was a, there wasn't as much dialogue I had to look at, mm-hmm. um, and some of that time, I don't think it was actually a real world two to three hundred hours because that was just the end game clock. Um, the advancements on Citra made this so much easier for me to test this time around because. Uh, you know, in the early days of 3DS modding, that it wasn't that good. And um, I also did not have a good PC, uh, good enough to run Citro with everything I needed to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, you know, the plugins that we used for like the layered file system and things like that on the 3DS, um, development for development modding and all that stuff for the 3DS was just further ahead when I worked on the earlier projects. So enough time had lapsed where it was actually much more feasible that I, I think even coal mines too, we did a lot of our work directly out of Citra. So I just had oh, wow. to move my copy, use my 3DS to essentially extract it, move it to PC. And um, I think I played the entire game on there with a uh, an Xbox controller <laughs> on Citra. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I used a cheap like kind of PS2 analogous, analogous one when I did earlier. Yeah, and I would just overclock it and speed everything up and mm-hmm. had like 60 FPS mods and, and everything. Um, uh, I definitely spent a little bit of time testing it on the 3DS because there were there were really strange problems with and it makes sense but uh to me anyways on on the joker 3 project where like i modified the font because the original font only had japanese characters in it and like a handful of of uh, english characters that um i wasn't going to use so we ripped that font apart redid it and uh just rebuilt it and used all these compilation tools out there to rebuild a font. And I must have initially fed the wrong command line arguments to this tool when I was doing it because the file I built was like four times the size of the original font, which when I was testing this back then on my new 3DS, that it was fine. But when I, I was like, somebody complained about it and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, let me take a look. I also, I happen to have... I don't know why this is the only console I did it with. I have like every model of the 3DS because <laughs> it was around for so long. They would update it. So mm-hmm. um, I tried it on the the original ones and the XL and it would crash. The game would crash when it would, when you'd get to certain parts because it, it was loading too many assets, whether that be like uh, a file that I modified that was bigger um, the font was bigger, you know, just some of the things I had edited were physically larger on disc. And when they would load into memory on the console, those older consoles didn't have as much memory and the game would crash. So those were, those were always really fun problems to figure out. So when I was done with, uh, with all the Citra testing, I made sure to go back and run it on my, my oldest hardware to make sure mm-hmm. nothing crazy was happening. Well, he's been playing on old hardware and he's loving it and probably, Good. uh, uh, all the all the text that I know I never go through and read, like, you know, the library and everything. My son comes to me every other day with something like, Daddy, did you read about this monster? It, like, was born in here and did this and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody's out there reading all that library data that you guys translated and 
put in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's always a thought that crosses my mind as I'm like toiling through those things. And I'm like, man, if this was actually me playing this game, I'd probably be ignoring half of this stuff, but here I am making sure every little word is correct. And for that audience, because I know it, this game could attract a lot of kids. I, um, I always try to, to tone down the writing style because Somebody just pointed this out to me the other day. There's, there are a couple translators that got some kickback, and I guess there have been uh, there was like a transphobic line in a recent release that went out, and like the guy who did it kept the original context of the translation, but people didn't like that because it was within his power to change it and make it mm-hmm. make it more appropriate or uh, less transphobic. And it's like it's also you don't really think about it, but it's also within those people's power to do a really bad job and put whatever they want in there. Um, and a couple people have done that with certain games over the years, but, uh, you know, make it more inappropriate, fill it with curse words. Just, and it's like this game was originally targeting. Cause in, in those moments you typically forget the rating system because mm-hmm. you're just kind of, you're, you're writing like you, you know, so not everything translates, uh, exactly how we would want it to, especially with like the dialects and things that, they would do for the uh, the uh, localizations coming out of Japan. Like I'm sure you guys remember it from Dragon Quest Four. Every town was like oh, Russian, yeah. German, yeah. So like that's and that's been a running thing. So we we had a, we, I think we did have a couple curse curse words in there. So uh, hopefully he doesn't start using those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mom now, and the... I do, so it's nothing he's not heard before. <laughs> not my fault. Is the uh, the monster breeding? So if you if you play on two hacked. Um... Uh, 3ds's and can you still is is that preserved or you can still do the breeding between two games i yeah i think all wi-fi functionality as long as you are on the latest firmware we have not modified anything that would be detected as like a, a cheat mod uh if you run cheats then you could get in trouble when you connect to the internet but yeah anything local you're completely fine with because it's local uh wire it's it's local network activity it doesn't actually touch their servers it's more of the stuff when you like go to battle online or do things like that everything's preserved but you have to be running um you have to have the game you have to have the latest game update installed your um console has to be running on the latest operating system firmware version so you always have to have that um and i think i mean that's pretty much all you need yeah i've done the wi-fi tournaments i I actually loved the wi-fi in this one because you could i mean first off there's like oh it was this and uh joker 3 i've been playing recently but the wi-fi there's only like 200 people in japan still playing this game on a regular basis so you get in there and you enter the wi-fi tournaments and no matter what you're going to finish in like the top 200 weekly yeah yeah that was a thought too i was like i'm excited to get some of these japanese flags out of the leaderboards because nothing against japan i love japan but uh you know stop releasing these games (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's let's start releasing these games people want them so you know and and um hearing hearing dom's strong german accent knowing that we have people around the globe playing this game i anticipated seeing a bunch show up and they did and that was a cool feeling too Mm -hmm. now liam i don't know if you're referencing like the game boy color version like this because in the game boy color version you could actually breed between games and that's how this was the only game i think i've ever 100% 100% in my life was mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Monsters 2 on the Game Boy Color. I got all 312 monsters, but it was because I could have like a Zoma and somebody else that you would need to 
breed together to make like you know Azurazoma or whoever they named the uh, next highest level one and or Psycho Pizarro or whatever it was back on the that one. And if you bred across the connection cable, each of you would get a monster. And order was important in that game. Like whoever you put as the first monster, you should usually get that family back. Um, so like if I threw a dragon in there and on my other console, I threw a uh, like a plant monster. Well, the first game would get back the bred stronger dragon type, whereas the other game would get back a uh, stronger bred plant type. And then I could just trade them and have, you know, so every breeding I did 15, 16 years ago, I would always end up with the same number of monsters back that I would start with because I would just keep doing this. Um, you can't breed across the Wi-Fi or the local now, but you can definitely battle. You can trade. There's a whole street pass functionality where you can then save people that you've encountered on Wi-Fi and then like encounter them again in the street pass functionality, even though you didn't like walk past a guy in Japan. But yeah, because I, mean, I, I met him on Wi-Fi, it's on there. It's important to point out that, and I forgot about that, the original was in two different versions, just like, mm -hmm. you know, Pokemon Red or Blue was. This, it's not like that anymore. It's just condensed down. You pick your main character. So there's no more. I don't I don't get the one of them in this version of the game or that version of the game. Um, the one thing they did do, though, are, you know, they, they had introduced a lot of monsters into Terry's Wonderland from the original one. I mean, like mm -hmm. tons of games came out since then. So you had you had all the modern monsters in there, plus a bunch of new ones and new post game stuff they put in there. So. Uh, and I thought this was pretty cool, too, because Dom has this out there in his repos. This was part of the release. There was a tool that they released that when you beat Dragon Quest Monsters 2 on 3DS, there's a new option in the menu where you could go out to the store and you could pull down... Um, you could pull down this, like I'll call it an app, uh, but it was, it was really like a utility app that lets you tap into your save from Dragon Quest Monsters Terry's Wonderland, and you can send monsters over... To your, you essentially import them in from that game into this game. And, uh, of course, you know, wouldn't be another great Dragon Quest release if the whole tool wasn't in Japanese and you had no <laughs> idea what you were doing there. We were like, oh, my God, we got to translate this, too. And that was that was a whole separate thing. That didn't have menu or script files. And I was not really involved much with that. That was more Dom and Coal Mines. That used uh, um, more of the like 3DS development framework. There's like, I'll call them layout files. They're, they remind me a lot of just HTML markup, web code. And, um, you know, we're going to have a panel here. We're going to have some buttons here. And they just it, it's a layout file. So it has your layout with the text directly embedded in there. So uh, those guys went through and got all that stuff polished up. Um, can't really take credit for that one. And that was part of the release as well. And I think there was a second one that he also put out with this one because Joker 2 on the DS, there was a utility for Terry's Wonderland 3D that you could pull monsters over from Joker 2 to Terry's Wonderland 3D. And then you could import those from Terry's Wonderland 3D to Dragon Quest Monsters 2. So all of those were included this with this release. So if you had invested time in those games, you could pull them over. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't do that with this one. Um, but I'll talk in a few minutes about the Joker 3 Professional that I've used that on. So anything else you want to talk about with the development of this game? I, I think we got a pretty good history of where you came from back through 2019. And Dom, you gave us a pretty good rundown you, you started that right about when the pandemic hit didn't you 
a bit later, I, I think. A little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic started at least for me in in March, mm -hmm. at, mm -hmm. in the mid uh, mid of March, and then I started to work on it like July, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess there was a something good came out of the pandemic here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that we're even free of it now at all. Like, I'm in Florida. We're we're burning hot here. We, it's worse than it's ever been, in the past year and a half right now. But that's a whole nother story. So, Dominic, anything else you want to say about the development of this game that you well, know, any things you had sure. to do? Or? I, had, I learned so many things. That's that's crazy. Like all those hacking the binary files that I did uh, at the beginning before I even posted anything. That was completely new for me. Mm -hmm. But but it, it was actually so much fun because you discover something new and then something new works and then you discover that there is a special case for something and you have to uh, include that one as well. And this was actually a pain for the, the menu files. I don't know if it's if I figured it out incorrectly or if uh, Square Enix put it uh, in incorrectly. But there is one file in there that just is out of, that just has one byte off. Like you have a pointer block at the beginning that shows you where in, in the file each line is. And for that one, it's just off by one. I have no clue why. And I talked with uh, C6 and 4 about that uh, because in the file he showed me, actually he did it incorrectly. He had, he had like zero in there everywhere. And that was really strange. Yeah, so it was just a, a great journey for me. That's yeah, great. Need, I mean, we don't need to relive my mistakes, Tom. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I'm not sure if it was your mistake. I, it I was. Mean, why should there be that exception? That's. It was. I think it was a useless file. It looked more like it could have been used in a debug room or something that we yeah. just we never opened most of those games do have those um we did never on i never unlocked the one for this game i have found a debug uh, room actually oh. um during testing yeah. so when we first tried to overcome this dialogue limit we tried to do it in the text files in the script files or however you want to call them and we changed some some like instruction codes and when you put in like zero or one i'm not sure some demo sequence starts and you just see the camera zooming in on on kobe and then kobe does some animations and there's like a demo message so we found that one <laughs> but that doesn't use the file so i i don't have any any clue why that is there <laughs> so uh, I'll move on to uh, another game. I kind of um, had chatted a little bit with C6N4 about this, but round about the time that uh, your game was coming out, someone had picked up uh, Joker 3 Professional. And just recently, kind of, I want to say May or June of this year, has put out Joker 3 Professional. And it has, I think it's like 95% your work, right, Z6? I, th I yeah I don't know the, the exact number yeah but like you had translated that they even said that the professional part was mostly translated when they found that and yeah because yeah so I haven't played that now that got released on the den right yeah okay now my question for you and this has been a gripe of mine is did they leave all of those placeholders there like they have like angle brackets and then they'd put text inside of the angle brackets and it was like machine translated work I actually haven't found any of that in the game. I think where they that was there in yeah. their early May release, but okay. um, 
I think that when I finally got around to it early June, there was another release out and they said something like they were down to 12 lines in the entire game of that. But they left that in there for the lines that they hadn't done yet. And honestly, I'm on the final boss right now, and I never have run into one of those lines. Cool. So somebody actually got it over the finish line. I mean, that was, again, that was like my my biggest thing is, uh, look, I'm all for iterative development and releases, but in the gaming community, it's a little different than in the software community. I think in the software community, people are willing to deal with that because you usually get like a tool or something that does something for you. So it's like, Hey, it will be here. We, you know, we promise you these 10 things will be here, but instead of making you wait two years for those 10 things to show up, like here, here it is now. And two or three of those things are available and people are content with that. I think it's, and I mean, I agree. It doesn't work as well with games because you wait so long as it is five years for these AAA titles to come out and they release them. And then they're missing, you know, a third of what they promised or they don't perform well or, uh, you know, I, I didn't play cyberpunk. I wasn't interested in that, but that's a really good example is like, uh, or, uh, no man's sky. That's another game that got overhyped. Oh, took, yeah. You know, it goes, <laughs> it's, it's not even that it went through development hell, but, um, where it is now is like probably closer to what they had envisioned, but they released, I'll just call it a beta version of it. Now, we're not building the full game. We're doing the translation. So that's where I'm like, you may as well just release it when it's done. I know people want to play it, but like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. There's a team working on uh, the Great Ace Attorney. And they, I think the guy heading that up was called Uabami. He, I mean, he did that right, I think. He would release it by chapter. Um, for the impatient people, yeah, that sucks. Because they're going to finish a chapter, uh, <laughs> translate that in like six months. But then they're going to play through that in a couple hours and then they're going to wait. Mm-hmm. So it, it just like that made more sense. I don't really think um, we could have personally, I don't think there were good divides in this game to uh, break it up by, I'll call it chapter or, you know, major mm-hmm. event. Um, we would have probably had to do it by world. Like I, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. So that's, I was not an initial fan of the way those guys just picked up the polished work that we put out that we spent a ton of time on and like quick machine translated it and put it out there as a V1. And they're like, here you go, everybody. I was like, man, if that's what everybody wanted, I would have just released the not so tested version of the script I had because mm-hmm. I didn't test it. And that's a huge thing for me is I can go through and translate the dumped script with, uh, the involved team. And we had a very dedicated translator on every one of these projects where, um, you know, we get it out of Japanese. we, fit it in to make sure whoever's speaking it's the same kind of personality it's written the same way there's a lot that goes into it and Mm -hmm. uh it's really hard to do that again when you don't see it in game so i'm very hesitant to release stuff in that state and they were kind of doing that with our work so it 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 bothered me in the beginning but like at the end of the day if somebody wants to get that over the finish line i don't care I'm happy they did it, and I'm happy yeah, that I, it could help. I, I remember them. Um, I, I, I saw your post when they first started doing it, and you were like, you know, you, you know, at least credit the original team that you're using a lot of our work for. Um, and no, that, that's completely appropriate because, like I said, I don't know what percentage it was, but you know, all all the initial work there. I think what they did was initially just take your Joker three and dump it into professional, and then squeeze out whatever else they could. Yeah, but. My goodness, I, I tell you what, the professional v- part of that game, its post game is easily as long as, or I guess it's post 
post game because Joker three had a post game all of its own. And the professional content is pretty much as long as the post game that was in Terry's Wonderland or that was in um, this one, Dragon Quest Monster 2. So it's quite a bit of other stuff. I mean, I played this game, I want to say three years ago. Yeah, three summers ago, actually. And like, I, I remembered almost all of it. And they have all these options. The professional version has these options where you can just skip ahead. Like you can turn and talk to your companion little monster guy and just be like, he's like, do you want to just skip to the next story boss? And you can just do that because it's got built in kind of those same features that you mentioned with the to be able to import monsters from other games. And I I think, you know, it came out, what, a year in Japan after the other one. So I think you could just start that game up, import your monsters from Joker 3, hit a few buttons and just be on the professional content in a matter of hours, just plowing through it. You know, now that you're reviving this whole, I haven't thought about this in a, in a bit, and it's just interesting. <laughs> um, I'm reading through the Dragon's Den post right now, and uh, <laughs> I don't even understand what's going on here. So the base, the page number one, they said that it's done, it's released. But there's a little bit on here that says, update May 29th, the translation is replaced with leaked pro text from original translation group. I'm, I'm That's just sort of like this. a credit. Yeah, I'm reading this for the first <laughs> time, and I'm like, well, what do you mean, like, leaked? <laughs> like, how would anybody, th- there's no way, I could actually go see who got that right now. And now I have to. Well, I'll look sometime today. I'm curious. Did, did your translator back then actually do the pro content yeah so um i don't necessarily think it was leaked so we had a guy uh who found somebody else and worked um closely with her now her translation was very crude in my opinion she she got it done but there were pieces that were mistranslated like whole segments of the game so i had to play through them i had to machine translate some of those aspects on the fly look back completely rewrite it work with them uh we had some guys on the team that were pretty good at the writing part so it just redoing a lot of it as we kind of went along like the guy that we worked with on dragon quest monsters 2 gerb he does a fantastic job and he's he's been involved in many translation projects including rocket slime which you you said was show number three he's been involved in a lot of different projects and i did not have to rewrite his stuff the way i had to rewrite that translator's work um we would reword pieces we would edit pieces is a better way to describe that process i mean what was there to me on dragon quest monsters joker 3 that i had to work with from our translator was like very literal very rigid not colorful at all next to no personality like i pick up book i read book book gives me stats i'm like Okay. Like, I'm not going to release that clearly. So, um, that same person when pro came out, because all, again, all pro was, was just, it should have just been a, you know, an update in my opinion. It shouldn't have been a whole new game. Like they always do. You know what? These days it would have probably been a DLC add on like on the switch. Yeah. It absolutely add on next chapter, just like Pokemon. And it should have just been, It should have been all brand new content in any script fixes, but instead it was a whole game packaged up and I had to write tools to like take the old script that we built. I'm saying that we built because you can get this is where you actually one of the teams got in trouble with uh, Dragon Quest seven because they were trying to line up. Square Enix's 
Dragon Quest Seven script from PlayStation with the new one, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do that. You're allowed to line your own up, so I can say that. That's RIP in our work. Um, and that's essentially what we did, is we imported our script where it lined up into Pro, and then we just had to run it through our tool to say, okay, so what's new here? And there were like whole new files, new dialogue sequences, new menu files, because there were new aspects of the game. And we did a decent amount of that work. I don't know if we finished all of it, but um, we kept the script out there uh, in in a locked down public repo. So whoever had permission to work on it could get to it and kind of like iteratively contribute to it as they found time. So whoever still has access to that uh, would be the one who quote unquote leaked it. Now, if it's the guy I'm thinking of, he was fairly involved and I would not call that a leak, but I would certainly say like, (laughs) give some credit where credit's due. Yeah. I I will say the, the quality of the translation of all the pro stuff, because it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's another 20 hours easily. Um, It's a whole new world. Um, It goes back to it. Gosh, like everybody from Joker one and two show up. Spoiler alert for everybody. I I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember much about Joker one and two. Every NPC, but yeah, there's a lot of them that pop up after the credits of Joker three. And once you hit the professional content, and it it read very well. So I could see where you know probably your guys work. It, yeah, they didn't just whip out a machine translation and then spice it up in one month time. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, change on the 29th, their change log, change base translation to leaked pro text from original group. And anyways, I guess why I even went down that whole rabbit hole, not to like extend our <laughs> conversation forever here. It's just funny now reading through it. Um, the the reasons behind it, right? They're like, that's definitely interesting, but I have questions about how polished it is. I'll see what the DQ Translations Discord has to say about it. Apparently, there was some sort of disagreement between the translator and the Discord guys. Like, this is all news to me. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what really happened with the project. Other things came up. I only have so much time. It's not like we're paid to do any of this, so it's truly a passion project. And I I just felt like the ship had sailed on this one for me. Like, a lot of the hype died down because a lot of people already played Joker 3. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of cool stuff in it, but, like, you could also probably agree that if you played Joker 3, then you, you got majority of it, right? Like, oh, yeah. you still got something. Now, if we had never done Joker 3... I would have felt so much more compelled to finish pro. And I, it's unfortunate for like the community because people still want Joker to pro. And there's a group that like kind of did that, but then mm-hmm. stopped. Um, there's tools out there. I mean, people have written all kinds of things that have been released to, to dig through these files. So it makes sense that somebody would do the same thing we did and like just finish the little DLC piece. That is like a significantly less amount of work than it would have been to do the whole game from the ground up. Mm-hmm. But I, definitely tried to get, I, I told Liam, Liam was, he's been playing his way through the games, all the uh, monsters games for a while now. And he said something about Joker and he's like, well, I want to play Joker one before I get to, or Joker three before I play Joker three professional. I was like, no, don't worry about it. That's, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. It, Joker, th- it, it's yes. it's the same game with a DLC extra thing at the end. You play the professional, you'll have the three experience anyway. And that's, I mean, that, again, that's kind of where I landed with it. So, like, I guess I'm glad that they went through and, and finished it. Um, I don't know. It's that, that That is a huge pet peeve of mine is don't take credit for other people's hard work. So I, I am really curious how much of what we did actually was moved over there. But again, if it was any of the guys that I know were involved on here, like, 
um, Helix was involved. Uh, mm-hmm. or Teddy, Teddy is what he's now called on Discord. Um, I think another guy was uh, where is he in here? Erdrick, maybe Ryushin on here. Yeah, Erdrick, Erdrick the, the hero. hero. He's been on the. Uh, yeah, we, we've chatted with him for years. And, and Ryushin, mm-hmm. he's on here as well. Probably one of those guys. I forget because they all have different names on the actual uh, Discord itself. Gerb was actually involved on this one as well, getting that over the finish line. And like, that's so when you say leaked, that in my opinion is, it's not my work because I I put a lot of time into those files, but so did did Gerb and so did uh, uh, Teddy. He put a little bit in and so did either Erdrick or Ryushin. On here, their name is Fail Snail. So I forget uh, who that was, but um, that's the collective of people that like. I can even look at the work log on here, uh, probably going back before 2017. But the latest script updates to that were in 2019 uh, that I can see, and it was like mm-hmm. pretty much done. And they probably just wanted to get it out there. Um, I just personally didn't want to go through. There was a, beyond the script. There's a lot of uh, I'll call them assets, like pictures, things of that nature, fonts that need to be edited. And like you know, whenever there's like a congratulations pop up or one of those screens or even in battle like the graphics that would pop up they'll pop up in japanese so it's not just translating text but you're editing an image and you Mm -hmm. have to make sure that it it looks good it fits in there and you're preserving the initial style they went with it's just a huge i'll tell you what that's that's not perfect in the game no there's even like for whatever the r button does when you're in certain worlds or whatever or hitting x or something that's still in and i can tell those are image files up in the corner and those are not translated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably some between the original and the professional, whatever didn't match up correctly. They It doesn't look like anybody went through and did any uh, image editing. And, and I mean, that's something that we did a ton of. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, again, I we go through, we test and we like to release these as polished as we can. But if everybody's playing it and enjoying it, then honestly, what do I care? <laughs> so. Well, thank you, because I'm sure your team, like I said, did the bulk of this translation. There was no way, like, it, well, of course, they even now say it was from leaked stuff. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they're... Uh, Thanks for taking it, that it works. Leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm super curious. I'm definitely going to ask these guys, like, <laughs> who did it, just because I want to know. I'm curious. Just for your own uh, curiosity. Yeah. All right, so I'll ask you guys. Uh, this is something we asked you two years ago. Uh would you ever do another project? Yes. Dominic, you too. <laughs> you would. Dominic, I would, of, of course, yes. <laughs> I, I had so much fun. I met so many people. I, I mean, I texted with many people and I, I learned so much again. I, I said it before, I learned so much and I would absolutely do it again if there's a game I'm interested in and a game that will never have an official translation <laughs> because I don't want to do work that's later done by Square Enix themselves. <laughs> You don't want to be the next Geofront? No. <laughs> Although I guess that's paying off for them at this point now. I, I would certainly do it. Like it's um it just feels a lot like my development career. You know, you get your first job, mm-hmm. you you don't know how it's gonna go. Maybe you think you're great, maybe you don't, and then you find out that uh, you know, you could have done things better. But you usually leave that with uh one or two positive experiences. A lot of coworkers you didn't enjoy, things of that nature. And as I've been through multiple of these projects, it for me it's like more people in my back pocket. And I would hope that I'm the same for them. So like 
maybe Dominic will have another project he's interested in. He could reach out to me and I would say no. And that's okay because I'm not interested in that one, but you know, vice versa, you never know when the stars will align. And I think that's what's tough about the translator community is that there's so, there aren't that many of us that, that are doing this kind of stuff. So it's like, it, it, you almost just like expect, um, you know, if it was, if let's say there was like, I don't know, like a Yakuza game that came out that didn't make it here. Okay. Like I wouldn't expect, you know, just cause I worked with, uh, Teddy or Dom or Gerb or any of these guys that they would help me there. But like, I probably have some bit of an expectation that like, I would reach out to them again if uh dragon quest treasures doesn't get translated and we wanted to do something about it because mm-hmm. we worked on this one. So, uh, what do you guys all feel about dragon quest music? Um, <laughs> like you mean, so you made a comment at one point to me about theater rhythm. Is that mm-hmm. what you're alluding to here? That That's definitely what I'm alluding to. Uh, so I I love music in general. I love game music, and since it's you know evolved from its eight sixteen bit eras, like we've we've it's turned into real music. I mean, there's mm-hmm. uh, symphonic music and just whole scores that are composed and a lot of thoughts put into them. So I love it. Um, I loved Final Fantasy theater rhythm that got localized. I'm not as surprised. And then, of course, this did not. So um, once we started talking about it, I pulled it down and I was like, yeah, could I unpack all of this and figure it out? I think the problem with that game is going to be there is a there, there's a lot that's done in those asset files. Like it's so image heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a lot of text. But to uh, to that point that Dom made earlier about, you know, the bytes in, in the binary files where you see things and you're like, oh, that's a Kobe speech or that's a Terra speech or that's a just a general speech. There's other stuff in there that like changes text colors. So there were original highlight control codes we found that would make text pink. They never used that in the initial um Japanese release they only ever used like yellow or blue but uh, I saw that stuff and I'm like well they're here it's part of the framework like I'm gonna use it for skills that were just white text in the past and try mm-hmm. to add a little bit more context here for people there are so many of those things in theater rhythm there's so many things that would be considered a control code or I don't know. I dug through it initially and I was like, I was looking at it right after releasing this and I was like, you know what brain just slow down for a minute. <laughs> so I haven't dug too much further into that. I've been enjoying my, my hiatus for now. Oh, it's okay. I, I will say I rolled credits on uh, this game and finished up all the, uh, at least the one board they had of because there's five or six songs or some of them have seven per game going one through 10 and, I think you get up to 10,000 points at one point and suddenly you're in a battle with the dragon Lord. And I, I know there's more, but you know, not, not understanding the Japanese. I was happy to roll credits after about eight or 10 hours. And yeah, I played, a, I played a lot of the uh, Pachisi. They've yep. got a lot of boards on there. I, I think I made it to like the 12th or 13th. And every time you unlock one, you can see like two ahead and they never ended from where I got to. So there's probably quite a few on there and I can see where all those assets are image files. Yeah. A lot of them. So, well, no rush, no pressure. <laughs> I, I already saying, wrote credits on it. So, you know, I really hope I don't have to do the dragon <laughs> quest three remake. I don't think I will, but like that one already has a translated script. I can't imagine much is going to change about that story wise, other than the visuals for switch. Well, I mean, I think what we gathered from the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary is all that stuff is supposed to come out worldwide. They, uh, Dragon Quest 3, Dragon Quest Treasures, 
all those seem to uh everything that was in the english portion of the show except for you know the dick move of hey look dragon quest 10 version 6 not <laughs> intended for worldwide release <laughs> if you're listening square enix i would love to help you translate those <laughs> you know except for that one dick move the, the the 35th anniversary special at least uh promised quite a lot coming out worldwide in the future yeah and i mean i think they'll live up to that i honestly think they've been a lot better about it um i i don't understand why they go through these periods but even going back to when they were enix we got one through four and you know did we even deserve them back then four came out at the end of the nes's lifespan and i remember my brother picking it up when i was a child and like looking back on that uh, the super nintendo was already out like people probably uh-huh. were not going to be that interested in it you know like from a general consumer standpoint and um, they were competing with Square, and this is when Square started to release just phenomenal games. And I distinctly remembered seeing a Dragon Quest or a Dragon Warrior Five screenshot in a Nintendo Power, and it was like coming next article. And then that was it. Like we we got news <laughs> about it, but like that never happened. And then six came out, and then they remade three and one and two. And I'm like, man. So like we just. For whatever reason, they were just like, yeah, we're not we're not doing any of these on the Super Nintendo. And we still kind of got that because it hit the PlayStation. They remade four. They remade Monsters one and two, which people are still asking for. But oh, like, I've been looking into that one recently, too. I've had people <laughs> asking me about that one. Yeah, I, I, I actually at least have an open line of communication with the guy that worked on it. I don't really know if he's progressing on it, but. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it, it was weird because then, then we finally got seven, then we got eight, then we got well, nine. Seven came out. I, we've looked this up too. We talked about this years ago. Seven came out like I want to say a year after the PS2 was out. So, talk about you know, yeah, at, late in life. And then, you know, we all joked that seven had the advertisement like Dragon Quest 4 for PS1 is still coming. It, it probably made sense for them because they still hadn't merged at this point, but mm-hmm. like. Final Fantasy VII, for whatever reason, not my favorite one, but everybody, it's so nostalgic. It was the first 3D one, and it just made a huge impression. And maybe they were thinking, you know, we could get some dumb kids or some people that just think, oh, here's another competing game, the seventh one, but that's good too. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what had to be going through their heads because they were, they weren't in the States for almost 10 years oh yeah you know like and enix still had its presence here with some other games but it was just that one resurfaced and then they finally rebranded it with dragon quest 8 on ps2 it was square enix they bundled a final fantasy 12 demo with it and then it was like once that happened i'm like okay they're here to stay but now we then we got the whole drought on 3ds so it's like I, I feel like it comes in waves and i don't know why so i'm hoping anything hitting the switch or this current gen they're gonna they're gonna not skip out on i will say um you didn't it's just something that drove me nuts and dom said how much he enjoyed playing dragon quest 11 i love 11 i love it but i don't like the definitive release at all i didn't even bother playing it because i couldn't believe that they took the original game that was released on only ps4 in japan and then ps4 and pc in the in the states that had beautiful visuals up to 4k rendering like really really good looking everything models backgrounds environments monsters models just everything and it was like fully ready you know to to be rendered in 4k and look great and then they were they were like well obviously we can't do that on the switch so we're going to build s 
then they took that definitive edition and they're like, oh, we added all this stuff to it. We added all like side stories. And I was talking to a guy I worked with about um, certain pieces and I was like, no, that does not ring a bell at all. And it sounds like they yeah. added a lot of content, but they rolled it out then to Xbox, which it had never been on playstation again and pc again and now that's like that's the only version that you can get the old version isn't even on the stores because who doesn't want the definitive edition well the definitive edition uses switch assets so like everything is lower resolution and looks worse and i just i'm like why would you do that (laughs) how is that definitive it'd be like throwing the uh, dragon quest 8 3ds version back on the ps4 or something yeah like it, it just to me it felt like the laziest thing in the world like i know you guys added some new stuff in here and maybe you'd actually have to put some work in here but every you know everybody argued it whenever i talked to any dq fans about it they'd be like yeah but they had to actually like put work into that because that was built on the switch engine they had to port that over and i'm like what idiot made that call like why not just take <laughs> your new script pieces and put them into whatever version you had released for pc and ps4 and expand on those so i refuse to play that version for that reason it's funny because i think tomorrow i'm gonna get my uh dragon quest 11 s version back for the first time in almost two years i oh. when it when it came out i started playing it and this was right when we started our podcast liam remember i would just be sitting playing in the casino well, you were chatting on the podcast. I, I do remember time. that. <clears throat> yep. And I got like 25 hours in and I only played in the pixel version because I was like, yeah, you know, I already played this just a year ago. And like you said, you know, it's all going to be lower assets anyway. So let me just go even lower. <laughs> I'll just play the 2D version of it. And after about a month, I burned out pretty hard. I was like, man, I've already put 100 hours into this game within a calendar year. I need to I need to take a break. And I handed it to a buddy at work. And he's had it for two years. I think he's made it like 20 hours into it. So I set something this summer and he's like, I'm done. I gave up. I was like, all right. So he's finally bringing it back to work tomorrow. We'll see where I was if I continue. <laughs> but no, that that's a valid complaint. I mean, people have been complaining about that for a couple of years now that, you know, you lost stuff. The, the S version, what is it? It doesn't have the archery competition thing anymore and i didn't even know that yeah they took that out um but i I think other than that it's just the graphics difference definitely weird because their trend is they love to remake games like again this is going to be the third well this will actually be the fourth version of dragon warrior or dragon quest uh three that came out because you've got nes game boy super nintendo i guess if you count the mobile ones too that that would be the fourth version which they kind of ported to switch this would actually be the fifth version of dragon quest three every single time They've had some either expansion on the story, like when they added all the uh, you know post-game stuff to the Game Boy version or better visuals. So that's where I was like, uh, it was just funny that that's what they always do. And then they're like, definitive version, actually kind of a D-make. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my common complaints that they the uh, majority of the um, three remakes uh, up until the 2d hd have been based on the super famicom version mobile ports which took out um what was it pachisi tracks and uh more importantly uh animated monster sprites in battle so you've got this game dragon quest 3 running on the switch that has static image monsters and maybe they upped the visuals do they even like come at you like they do in caravan heart i don't even think so yeah (laughs) even that uh, cavern hearts like that's super lazy they just like zoom the monster in and leave the background static 
but yeah, but the uh, you know, and, and that's a game from what what year did that come out? Nineteen ninety six or something like that. It, it was it was some point in the mid nineties that they animated the monster uh, sprites in battle. Um, yeah, in Dragon Quest six, yeah. And, well, yeah, in Dragon Quest Six, and then and then and here we are, twenty five years later, playing on the Switch without that. Without that, yeah, exactly. That is a, a huge step back, and it started with Dragon Quest Six. That was the first game to do it, but then when the Dragon Quest Three remake for Super Famicom came out, that they had they animated all the monsters. Um, and then the mobile port comes out, which is every subsequent version is basically based on that. Um, the mobile port has the Super Famicom graphics. Uh, or some variation of it, and then uh, static monsters. And so all of the mobile versions that came out subsequent after that were like that. And so I, in my opinion, the, the definitive edition, until 2D HD comes out, the definitive edition of this game is still the Super Famicom version from, nine, from the 90s. Well, we have run the gamut from the last, some of the last 3DS games um, to the newest game, and all the way back to Dragon Quest Three now, so I think we've uh, come full circle. Dominic, thanks so much for being on here. Anything else you want to do? Uh, add today? No, but thanks for inviting me. Even though I didn't say much, I enjoyed it, and I'm happy I accepted your your um, inv- invitation. No, uh, thanks for going into the story about how you got into this, because. That, that's all we want to hear a lot of. I mean, we've had, gosh, we've had, this is our fourth episode um, on translations. So it, it always fascinates us because this is definitely something we can't do, don't do, haven't learned to do. <laughs> and and thank um, you guys so much for all the hard work that you put into this and bringing these games that otherwise so many fans would not have had the chance to play in their, in their native language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I... I my kids have watched me play Dragon Quest games before, and I want to say like their biggest involvement ever was watching me like try ten times and finally beat the final boss of uh, Sly Mori Mori Three about a year and a half ago on the uh, computer. Uh, but just you know, they've never been super interested in actually playing the games, and now with my oldest sitting down and putting nearly a hundred hours into this and. He's beaten the entire post game of Dragon Quest Monsters 2. And every week he evolves some new or he breeds some new four slot monster that I've never even seen before. (laughs) Um, And he's just so excited about doing this. Pokemon Sword and Shield has been put to the side. Thank God, after 150 hours. And this is like what he plays. His big reward this summer was I put a charging cable in his room for his 3DS so that he could play this. <laughs> Every now and then he's played it so long, I find him sitting in the corner of his room, like plugged in and keep going. So that's, thank you for that, that too. Yeah, that's so great to hear. Honestly, reading all those messages, even now months after our release saying like, oh, thank you so much. I just found out you did a translation. That's so great. And I have never imagined when I started it that we would actually finish it at some point or that we fused together to finish it. And yeah, that's just great to hear that it makes so many people happy. Thank you. And Z6 and 4, thank you for all the stuff that you've done. Um, maybe up to including the leaked part of Joker 3 Pro. Pro. Still giving, even when you didn't know you were. Yeah, inadvertently completing that translation. I was going to say, um, <laughs> fun fact. I think Liam, you said you enjoyed the Super Famicom version of Dragon Quest Three. 
that's yeah. kind of that's where my whole translation journey began with some of the like old people like Kojiro, Demars Man, people like that. That was that was my first one. So awesome. Been doing it for this long, probably won't stop anytime soon. But just because I'm not uh, doesn't mean I'm done. It just means I'm taking a break because people get tired. Oh, well deserved <laughs> break. Yeah, take a couple of years off. We'll, we'll see you when. Uh, and hey, Sly Mori Mori One still hasn't been translated. Don't know what you know about GBA <laughs> stuff, but you know, not hint, a lot. Hint. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit Tiger Mask up when he finishes uh, Tornico Three. <laughs> Nice. He, that'll, that'll be his second completed GBA game. So, you know, one more. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we should just uh, compile a list of all the ones that haven't been translated yet. And just, you know, here you go, folks. Have at them. <laughs> and, and hope it never grows, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. I know we have uh, 12 on the horizon with that beautiful uh, logo. That's all we got to see. It's going to be dark, man. It's going to be dark. It seems like be- it. It's going to be different, but the same. Different. And yeah. you know what? And whatever that is, it's going to define the genre for the next 10 to 20 years. Whatever that means. We will oh, see. we did get, actually, we did get some news that they extended uh, Dragon Quest X's, um, like the, the server mate, uh, the server. Um, oh, the life uh, of it. The life, the life of the server for like 30 years. Oh, God. You, you kept talking about it canceling after 10 years. And I was like, yeah, it seems to be okay. going as good now as it was years ago i don't know that they're going to be like continuing to to do maybe not pump uh, out new stuff yeah yeah, they're probably not gonna be doing like new events and stuff like that but like or new content for like 30 years but like but at least final Final fantasy 11 is still running yeah yeah but i mean like all right so 30 years from now it's like 2051 (laughs) is are we still gonna be playing on the same like wii graphics By then they'll be like AI upscaling. Yeah. <laughs> Your PS8 will just do it automatically. Right. Maybe it'll be <laughs> VR at that point. Oh, man. But. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. Thank you again, Dominic. Thank you again, Z6N4, for joining us tonight to talk about all your awesome work on these translations. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, absolutely no problem at all. And again, I want to give a shout out to the other team members that were not here, uh, Gerb and Coleman's. Would not have been possible without either of them, without Dominic. They really helped get it, you know, whether we had a complete script or not, which that was mostly Gerb, um, would not have been possible without any of them. Awesome. Thank you guys, too, then. As always, yes. Well, you might have noticed that we've mentioned people who aren't here tonight. We've mentioned people who are here tonight. Games that are coming out in the future. Games that, well, in the past. But one thing we haven't mentioned is Patreon. The only time we ever say Patreon on our podcast is when we say we don't use it. We're just all longtime fans here that want to speak about the game series we know we love so much. Um, if you do have any money, though, that you would like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com den. You can click on support this site. Uh, Wudis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site for over 20 years now. I'm sure he'd appreciate any donation. He's got a bright new uh, Amazon affiliate link right on the main page now. Uh used to just be that you could buy some Dragon Quest things like the latest games or the books or something like that through his site, um, his Amazon affiliate links, and he'd get a few pennies. But now you can buy anything through Amazon and he'll get a few pennies. So, you know, got a new thousand dollar refrigerator. Maybe Woodus will get a dollar of that. And it doesn't even cost you anything. (laughs) (laughs) And the affiliate links can actually be found on the Dens forum now. So uh, at the top of uh, the forum, you should see a link for that if you're uh, interested in checking that out. 
Um, to advertise with us, reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at DQ Slimetime. Yeah, um, speaking of the Dragon's Den, consider joining on some discussions over there on the forums. Uh, you can find it from the main page or just go directly there at www.woodis.com slash forums. Uh, I'm still there, crazily posting about translations like these and other topics that come up, whether it's Dragon Quest or just general gaming. Or come hang out with us and tons of other rabid Dragon Quest fans on the Dragon's Den Discord server. Or, you know, Z6N4 has a Dragon Quest translation server. If you are playing either this game or like Dragon Quest Joker 3 Pro or going back to Terry's Wonderland or the original Joker 3 and you've got questions, it is a great place to find people that will help. Uh, there are people that have compiled Google Sheets documents on all the breeding patterns and all the stuff and walkthroughs and everything. You'll find well more there than you will at Game FAQs. So uh, we'll have to put the link to your server in there, too, Z6N4. Yeah, I appreciate that. Will do. And, of course, we'd like to thank everyone that made this podcast possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodis, for his support of the series and this podcast, and for keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades. Thanks to Amanda LaPree and the Descends of Verdrick for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descends of Verdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out and their most recent album, Advent, at www.descendsofverdrick.com or on Twitter at Diaverdrick. And check out Amanda LaPree streaming on Twitch. As always, our thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist, uh, Dragon Quest fan, for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time eight, nine, ten years ago, and he's been on many of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or on his website, Dwayne Bullock Art. BigCartel.com. And if you're looking for more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon Sand, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Bye, everyone. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off. Hey.